0: Hello, good afternoon. Uh, Welcome to the project lead clusters. Today, with me is Shamila Fadin, a first class economics graduate of the University of York 2017-2027. Uh, my name is Omolanke Lanke Oni. I'm a barista, a legal practitioner, called of Nigerian Bar in 2011, and I volunteer for Project Lee. Um, so today is not about me. Today is about Shamayla. And um, in a few moments, we would give her the floor completely. Uh, You're welcome to this interview.
1: Hi, Omolade. Thank you for inviting me yeah, to the stars Podcast.
0: Thank you for honouring our invite. To, um, so um, we both know that it's a career-related interview and um, and everything in between. But um, I couldn't help but notice um, that you moved to Bangladesh. Uh, you moved from bangladesh to new york um to united kingdom at some point and um, i'd just like you to tell me about the beauty called bangladesh
1: um sorry um i couldn't hear the question
0: okay pardon me i said that um i know that this is a career related interview but there are some other things in between and i said um i i i noticed that you moved from bangladesh to the united kingdom recently for your for your college education i said so please tell me about bangladesh just give us a brief insight into the beauty of your country
1: okay so um bangladesh is basically it's um located in south asia and it's right beside it's located right beside india and although it's a very small country we have um, lots to like talk about and lots to see within the country and um, some of the beautiful things that I ab- absolutely love about Bangladesh is like the natural uh, scenery that we have here we've got um, we've got a city uh, where which is um, filled with tea gardens and a lot of that tea is exported to like different countries like, especially in Europe and then we've got um, a lot of hill tracks um, which are absolutely beautiful um, We've got um, the long, the, the world's largest sea beach, um, Cox's Bazaar, which is located in the south of the country. So, and we also have um, the world's largest mangrove forest, and um, we've got loads of um, tigers living there. Wow! So we call them the Royal Bengal tigers. Yeah, and and they are basically one of the important. Like, it's it's basically the most important animal in the country, the Royal Bengal tiger, and it's like a very like it represents. Um, like a lot of symbolism for the country, so these are um, some of the like must-visit places. Like if you ever do want to visit Bangladesh, and um, it's a um, it's a very heavily populated country, um, but um, there's like lots to offer um, in terms of um, scenery and natural beauty and that kind of stuff.
0: Okay, thank you, thank you, thank you. Now you make me want to travel. <laughs> um, so I've been I've
1: recommend
0: yes I, I look forward to something different something different from the regular united kingdom united states of america and um, and dubai that would be an interesting place to visit Can you tell me about your, your career growth, from where you're coming from to where you are now?
1: Um, so, when I was in school, um, I kind of started growing a love for economics. Like When I first started studying the subject back in uh, year eight or nine, um, I started like really liking the subject and around the time my A-level started, I pretty much fell in love with it so that's when I decided that I actually wanted to go down that road and do um, and have a career in the finance industry and learn a lot about economics so I decided to pursue economics at like um, in university and um, it was a very my, my whole experience like regarding studying economics it's been like absolutely amazing because i've learned so much about the subject the ins and outs of it and economics is such a wide it's, it's like it's such a broad subject that there's like so many areas different areas of economics and there's so much to learn about and i've learned quite a lot about it um at university so um it's like my passion for economics and finance and the wider financing the streets basically kind of growing and growing so i've always wanted to like have a career. Career in the finance industry, like particularly in maybe in banking or insurance, um, so that's where I want to um, end up in. And one of my key goals is to like increase the women representation in the finance industry because it, at the moment, it's heavily male dominated, especially when you move up the career ladder in the senior positions like the executive roles um there's like very few women who go um go into these positions so it's one of my goals to like not only um get to that stage where i can be like a leader in the finance industry but also to help increase the women representation there okay thank you for your response um
0: would you say that your family background has influenced your choice of profession
1: A little bit. I mean, um, it was mostly my love for economics mostly came through um, the studies I undertook at school. Um, My family, like within my family, my dad is like he used to be a businessman, and um, he didn't. um, He didn't. He wasn't in the finance industry. He was in the um, logistics industry. But like I kind of saw the. Kind of saw him as a leader because he had his own business and he was quite successful. So, like that kind of influenced that. Okay, I, I want to go to that stage where I also want to be like a leader, but in a
0: different industry. Okay. okay. Um. So your other siblings, you have other siblings, I guess.
1: Yeah, I've got uh, two younger siblings.
0: Oh, fantastic! So, is anybody also studying this line of um, finance and economics or any related field?
1: So. Uh, um, my younger brother, um, he actually wants to go into to like, he wants to do something with, uh, related to physics, I think he wants to go into uh, uh, maybe um, engineering or aeronautical engineering or um, electrical engineering, something like that, but he's passionate about maths and physics, so he's going down a completely different route, and my sister is, she's only um 13 years old at the moment so she ha- hasn't decided anything for herself yet but she's doing really well in her high school and my family has moved to the us um in 2019 so they are now living there and uh, my sister is doing exceptionally well in her high school that's 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 very
0: beautiful that's very beautiful thank you for sharing an insight into your background um also so i would like to ask you when you say economics your love for economics and the like. i noticed that okay for for a country like Nigeria, I would presume that's what um, operates in every part of the world. But I would want to err on the side of caution. Economics is a is a subject that is only taken by the commercial students in high school. And um, what we what I have come to realize is that it's a subject that that everybody needs one way or the other. You, we need it for our daily lives because. Um, Things happen that you really need to be able to relate and use your retentive knowledge to say, okay, I understand this. Um, I understand the concept of demand and supply, um, priorities and all that. Do you think that the education system should be balanced in such a way that even young adults in high school have um, an insight into economics, or you think it should just be restricted to the people or to the person who wants to major in that
1: field? um that's actually a really good question thank you for asking me that um in my opinion i think um it should be integrated into like high school education as well because even if it's just basic economics that people if people can understand just the basics of it um they will get to understand a lot about the choices that they make and why they make it because economics actually helps to define that from buying like small goods to like how um like every, like every small choices we make in our lives is somehow associated with economics. And once you actually get to study that, you you see you kind of make sense about why we act the way we do, why we buy certain things, why certain why work, why certain products have more demand than others, um, and like it kind of helps you to plan. Um, and it kind of helps give you like a critical view into the choices that you're making so that when you have all the information you can actually help make better choices for yourselves so I feel like in my opinion um, because in my high school it was um, it wasn't mandatory because we had to choose subjects and economics was something a lot of most of my classmates ended up taking for our um, yearly exams but um, I feel like it should be like, in my opinion, it should be integrated so that everyone can at least the basic economics. Not you don't have to go into the depth, depths of it, but if you can at least get an understanding of the basic economics, demand and supply, and um, uh, uh, and about like the economics behind personal choices of every of like every individual, then it can it can really help you out in your life and it can help you make better choices because then you actually understand what's going on.
0: Yeah, thank you for your response. Um, it seems we we both have a, we're of the same school of thought. So, following that question, um, I would like to ask you something about something scholarship related. So, I I noted from your profile that you're a beneficiary of two scholarships, two major scholarships that um, that you leveraged on to migrate yeah. to the United Kingdom. So do you, how effective do you think the scholarship um, scholarship has been in the quality of life that you live now or how do you think it can affect an average person getting a scholarship, migrating to a more developed country to seek greener pasture? Do you think that... Um, it's any difference from what you would have gotten at home. I mean, the education you have now to what you would have gotten at home and then to the opportunities that are way ahead of you.
1: Okay. um, So basically, um, I just wanted to um, make sure I got the question right. Um, So are you you saying that how getting a scholarship has affected me? So is that... Yeah, getting the
0: scholarship and also migrating. To the United Kingdom, moving to the oh, United my Kingdom to study. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, so, um, getting this, uh, the primary reason why I applied for the scholarship for my undergraduate studies was because um, I kind of needed, I, I kind of did not have um, the money to fund the entire education. So, I kind of needed a rely on a partial scholarship that would get me to the united kingdom so um in terms of finances it can really make a difference um to someone's life it's it it made it basically that one scholarship made the difference between me going to the uk and me staying back in bangladesh and putting finances aside a scholarship can massively develop a person both like professionally and also personally um what by getting a scholarship you can actually like, like for people who um don't think because I'm someone who's like sometimes I undermine myself and I undermine how much I'm capable of and getting a scholarship then kind of puts me in a position where I'm really confident about my abilities and it makes me think that that I can achieve whatever I want and get it it, it's also like similar for a lot of students because no one when most people when they apply for a scholarship um they end up kind of Everyone end up ends up thinking that okay, maybe we're not gonna get it because we're not that good enough. And no one actually thinks positively and thinks that yeah, we have we are good enough to get a scholarship. So in that kind of way, getting a scholarship like really, really helps to make a difference in the life that you want to lead, in the things that you want to achieve. And also it, it can definitely help make your dreams come true. If if it's finances that's stopping you from um going to a different country or uh to um for, in terms of higher education or to go to a university, which is really expensive, but it's your dream university. Getting a scholarship can really make a difference. And um, in terms of migrating to the UK, um, I definitely have made the right choice, like 100%, because the life that I led in the UK, it was all, made possible thanks to that scholarship that I received um, from the Al-Bukhari Foundation and I will always be grateful to them and my be- my, uni- my time at university was the best three years of my life and I've met amazing people, I've had a wonderful experience with- at the university, um, the Department of Economics, um, integrating with them and talking to them, it was amazing that the guidance I received from my lectures um, and the wider university stuff, it was—it um, was absolutely life-changing. Like my life completely changed after I went to the UK. It, it changed for the better, so that's why I aspire to actually go back to the UK and complete my higher education, like complete my postgraduate master's, and get a job and then live there. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um, I. I like your response Uh, i really appreciate your honesty and um, i would say that i also feel the same way especially in terms of the opportunity that uh, studying outside of your comfort zone uh, um, gives to you i mean it gives you the opportunity to network to meet people to learn about culture even as you are also progressing in your career path that's, that's quite fantastic. And then you also mentioned... Um, yeah, I did. Yeah. yeah, you also mentioned that um, the the fear, fear can, fear can um, from what I got from your response, the fear can be a major hindrance. Sometimes you just feel that... We cannot do it, um, you're not good enough, but I am, um, like you said, I think everybody should just do it. Everybody, regardless of the gender, should just do it. Um, and as project lead, we are more particular about the girl child, giving the girl child an opportunity, giving a girl child a voice, letting the girl child know that they can, they should, and they will get things going. So, um, I Having said that, I would like to ask you, what what opportunities do you think that a girl child, an average girl child is missing? Um in, in terms
1: family? of higher education or just in general?
0: Generally, generally, and then you can make education in particular. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um in my opinion from and from the journey that I've had, um initially when I wanted to go to the UK for my undergraduate studies. Um, The main reason why um, I was first told no by my family and also like a lot of my relatives. And the main reason for that was because of my gender, because my family and relatives, they did not believe that a girl should go and live abroad by herself, and that it's not right to do that. And I had to fight a really long battle for a whole year in order to convince Everyone that me going to the UK um, is something that I should be given the opportunity to and I should not be restricted for that because of my gender. And I know that a lot of countries are kind of similar to Bangladesh where societies are very harsh on girls just because they're girls and it shouldn't be like that. Um, they should be given every single opportunity to succeed in their life, whether, it, whether it's in terms of education, or job opportunities, like it doesn't matter what it is, like whether in ter- whether it's in terms of the career path that they would want to go down to, because a lot of times I come across people who think that girls um, should stay at home, they shouldn't um, have a job, or they shouldn't go down on a certain career path because it's better suited for men, for men like uh, economics or finance. A lot of girls don't get to study that kind of degree because their families think that they're better off not going down that road because it's very male dominated but um, people shouldn't think like that and people shouldn't restrict girls from having the opportunities that could really change their lives like we are are, like it doesn't matter if you are a man or a woman or or of any uh, gender shouldn't play a role in anything man woman or um, LGBTQ plus no matter what your gender is it shouldn't play it shouldn't Hinder you from achieving the goals that you want, and because I've, I, I myself have faced that, and I still continue to face it. Um, I in my opinion, I, I just think that girls should be given every single girls should be given all the freedom in the world, the same kind of freedom that every man gets.
0: Thank you so much, Hermela for that response. It was fantastic, as in I was blown. Not just because um I'm speaking to you, but because um sometimes it's easier said than done. It's easier to tell a girl child, go do it, you can do it, don't let anything limit you. But if it's coming yeah, from, yeah. from someone who has experienced the first and not just from the society, but from family who you cannot even say do not want your your goodwill at heart, but for, for, for some certain things that um could cause fear on their parts too but you have overcome that and you're telling every girl child that they can do it if they set their mind to it and um, if they also see that um, the only thing that can limit them really is themselves um, I really appreciate your response to that um, yeah thank you so much I, it I, was I, hard
1: yeah um, uh, I did it for a whole year but that that year was really hard but it was all i had faith in myself and i knew that i can prove everyone wrong and i could show them that me, me going abroad is the best thing for myself and Absolutely. i shouldn't be really stopped because Absolutely. of my gender and i did i did change everyone's i did change everyone's opinion like everyone said no because of my gender everyone now is like everyone is proud of me and no one actually tells their daughters to not do it because of gender like it's kind of it has changed quite a lot and I was able to um, break that stigma within my family and relatives. Yes, I'm
0: also equally proud of you. I'm equally proud of you. Um, so, having said that, I think you said a lot about career, um, background and all that, migration and all. Um, some of your hobbies some things you're not doing when you're not trying to get some things you're doing when you're not trying to get in first class
1: okay so at university um besides education i also used to um work part-time and also um, take part in extracurriculars um mostly because by working part-time i kind of um, wanted to Help my parents pay for my education, um, and also be able to uh, pay for my expenses. Like a part of it, so I studied and worked at the same time. I started, uh, worked part time and also studied, and it kind of gave me a lot of benefits, and it taught me a lot of essential skills that I would not have otherwise received. Um, it taught me how to um, plan my tasks properly, how to multitask and also it taught me essential organization skills, time management. It gave me the experience of working in different companies um, and by working at different places I I picked up essential skills like teamwork skills um, and I grew a lot in confidence when it comes to like public speaking or actually speaking to customers and clients which I initially didn't have when I started working and I I also like took part in extracurricular activities not that much because I did not I could not fit a lot of extracurricular activities into my routine as I was working part-time and studying so um, but I did take in badminton um, briefly and it helped keep my mental health, um, it kind of refreshed my mind every time I would go for a session and if I was feeling down then um, I would go and um, play badminton, it would freshen me up a bit, it would um, kind of clear my head and um, ba- basically this is what I would do other than studying at university and if you want to know anything about what I've done in the past year after graduation I could tell you a little bit about that okay so um do you do you
0: engage okay. in any form of um sports activities
1: uh, formal events pardon me um did you mean formal events no sports sporting activities oh, sporting, yeah so other than badminton I did not uh, take part in any other sports um Badminton was pretty much the only sports that um, I played uh, from time to time, but it wasn't, um, I did not participate in any tournaments. Okay. Um, I just played badminton. It was basically, I was a member of the badminton club and they would do three um, badminton sessions um, two or three times a week, um, club sessions, which were for everyone, regardless of skill level. So, beginners, starting from beginners to like absolutely experienced badminton players, everyone would play there and it was just like, uh, uh, there were um, separate sessions for people who were participating in tournaments. Um, they had training sessions which were completely separate to the club ones. But um, I was just a member of the just the club sessions where I could just go and play for fun. I wasn't participating in any uh, tournaments. Okay, so do you still play badminton? Um, not not since I have returned because where I live, I live in the capital of. Uh, Bangladesh and it's very like overcrowded and it's very, um, It we don't really have the space nearby where I live to play badminton so I don't really, I haven't really gotten the chance to play here but it was different back in New York because we had a lot of places where we could actually go and play apart from the university there were um, various fields around or that we could book a place at um, a different uh, academy or we could book a place in different places and then we could play badminton but it's not the same here i here like more people mostly play badminton when they go to the villages and I have not really been outside of the city so I didn't really get the chance to okay
0: um, thank you for that thank you for that um, beautiful insight oh. There's a rave now that um, information technology is the next big thing. Is the future for everybody, regardless of your profession, regardless of your course of study, regardless of what you really want to be. So even if you're if you're in if you're doing fashion, then you have to incorporate some level of IT into it. How do you think you can merge this with? your current profession and then do you really think it is the next big thing like the future like um the way it was either you did law you did engineering you became a doctor or the likes the way it was then in the 80s do you think that's a, that is it a for us now and do you see it still being the rave in 20 30 years time to come
1: um, so i do think that um it and the and technological innovation is the next big thing but it depends on whether it's going to be it's going to impact the world more positively or more negatively because um <clears throat> once um everything starts to become automated it will start to replace jobs and people will then start to be replaced by um, robots or any other collect like, their jobs will be very much automated so they wouldn't be a lot of people would then end up losing their jobs or would need to be replaced Um, so i do think that it is like slowly it's now becoming the next big thing and in terms of career goals um, it is very much integrated into the finance industry already and most of the firms are now moving are now making more digitalized versions of um, say data data entry like it's becoming quite digitalized at the moment. And a lot of firms are now going in that direction. I've been reading up on them um, recently. So, um, and it's also recommended for firms to do that because um, there's like a lot of pros um, associated with um, having technological innovation and a lot of, but there are also risks attached to it. So right now um, what the industries are more worried about are the cyber attacks that are happening because 2020 and the pandemic has seen that cyber attacks have increased quite a bit, and um, that's very dangerous, um, not only to the firms but also to their clients, um, as it kind of leads a lot of important. and confidential information about both the firms and clients so cyber attacks so right now what the firms are focusing on are uh, minimizing the cyber attacks that um that they're right now very much prone to so whether or not um information technology plays an important positive role in the world is something that we're gonna have to wait and see because it is very much dependent on whether these um, kind of cyber attacks can be used. Because as long as these are around, it's, it's going to be extremely harmful to um, industries in the finance, uh, like firms in the finance industry, but also to like different industries, because every industry in the world right now is moving more towards um, IT and digital um, innovation. And in 20, 30 years time, we might see a future which is completely automated, like completely, like there's not much manual, um stuff around it's mostly it's almost digital but um like i said um whether or not it's a good thing is something that um would depend on how these risks are being minimized and how these risks are being analyzed so that um if you do move into the future it is um the absolute best for everyone
0: thank you Shamila. um we go i have just um, a last question for you and that's just to say how how do you think that starting from the family unit before we put the blame at the feet of the society how do you think that we can do better in raising and championing the girl child to be the best form or version of ourselves?
1: okay um that's that's a very good question um so from the experiences that I've had so far and um, in my opinion I think that people should be more people should have a more open-minded opinion about uh the girl child and um girls achieving big things because even now in 2021 there are various countries which are which limit the opportunities that a girl child should be given um and i think it's all in their head that it's because of their gender and also it's not just um, it's been something that's been passed on from generation to generation that girls should be um, limited to doing like household chores or they should be married off earlier they shouldn't have a career but the, i think the biggest change that needs to happen is in the mindset of people and how they view the girl child um, if we can get more people to be more open-minded about um, the, the amazing things that every girl child can achieve then it becomes then then it automatically gives us more opportunities for us to achieve things because not everyone not every girl child has the mindset that okay if someone is saying no to us then we're going to break the stigma and go and do achieve our things Um, some people are actually scared and some people actually uh, some girl child um, they actually end up thinking that okay because i'm getting i'm not getting any support from anyone around me I will just do as as they're telling me to do and I won't um, focus on my career which is something that happened um, to my mom. Um, She couldn't achieve her career goals um, and she stuck to being a housewife because um, a lot of her family members were against it. Um, I broke the stigma but it doesn't mean that everyone can so I feel like the main change that needs to happen is about the, is about changing people's uh, mindset towards and making it more open-minded towards um, every girl, child and everything that they can achieve. And they, they shouldn't be restricted um, in any way. They should be allowed to do what they want to do without them being compared to men, without there being any kind of um, gender norms attached to anything that they're doing. So I think that's the biggest change that needs to happen.
0: You, you actually, it's the nail on the head and you could not have said it any better thank you so much for that response um like i said like i mentioned earlier nothing beats having someone who was who has experienced what we are talking about talk about it first and as guest just talking about from me from a place of cliche or from a place of what the society is saying thank you so much amalia before we- But before we go, um, um, everybody's got a bucket list, a wish list, a travel list. Is there anything you would love to tick off your bucket list? Sorry, like, could you? I said, is there anything you would like to tick off your bucket list, let's say, by next year, by end of the year? Something uh, you just yeah, really would I, love I
1: would, to do? Yeah, I would um, really like to be able to go back to the UK by next year because I was meant to go this year and I had almost everything sorted out but because of financial reasons I couldn't really go. Um, I did have a scholarship but it wasn't enough so now I had, I had to defer the course next year but right now my focus is on finding the right scholarships and also applying to different universities to see um, which is the best course for me and winning a scholarship so that I can actually go and uh, achieve my dreams of studying. Uh, my master's in the uk so that is the mo- most important thing that i want to take off my list at the moment um and if i can achieve that then yeah i will uh, it will make me even more proud of myself
0: yeah we're already proud of you and we, we thank we you hope so that much you, you would achieve all that you set set yourself up to achieve we have our best wishes thank, thank you, you so
1: you much Yeah, I very much enjoy this podcast. So I've like thank you very much for inviting me and for giving me the chance to share my story and i really hope that it would inspire girls and to take the right steps and to um and that they can make all their dreams come true no matter how many obstacles they face and no matter how many people say no to them i hope they are able to break down all the barriers
0: yeah thank you so much amayla uh i i wouldn't have given a better closing remark thank you for the closing remark thank you for for opening up yourself to us and i hope that any any girl child or anybody regardless of the gender that listens to this will be able to glean one or two things from what you have said from your experiences from your from your achievements and from your background it was such a fantastic interview and um like i also mentioned i wish you all the best and i pray that um, everything works together for good for you
1: Thank you so much. It was a pleasure doing the podcast with you. I hope your um, day goes well and best of luck with everything that you're doing. Thank you, Shamayla.
0: Thank you. And there you have it. We have had a very good time with Shamila Abedin and uh, thank you for listening in. Please stay tuned for our next episode, which would be episode 11 of the Project Lead Clusters. Uh, Till then, academic excellence is still the end.